Well, Chiefs Kingdom, we got a lot to discuss today, as I did not expect any of this to happen. Uh, we still got to talk about the Combine as well. It's going to be a great episode today. We always got to say this, though, in Beach We Trust. So with that being said, welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast. You're with your host and producer, Eric Lepartis, certified health and performance consultant. I hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing extremely well today. Well, Chiefs Kingdom, wow. A lot of stuff has happened. Um, obviously, free agency has already been started since the season has ended. Uh, moves had already been made uh, within the last week. But moves have been made clearly today, especially in Chiefs Kingdom. Um, first off, we're recording this episode on Monday, March 6th. I was about to say the 5th, but the 5th was yesterday. Um, and like I said in the intro, in Beach We Trust, Chiefs Kingdom, that's all you have to say to yourself, in Beach We Trust. This guy has done so much in the last five years, going on, what, six years now. I don't know, I'm sorry, we're going on, yeah, six years with Beach. It's it's wild. It, it's wild. He has gotten better as a general manager each and every year. His drafts have gotten better each and every year. There's been some misses, but there's been a lot of hits. And the biggest thing is he has always done right by the team, and that is why we've been in five AFC championships and competed in three Super Bowls and won two of them is because of that man, because he has made the right moves at the right times, especially with getting Mahomes' contract done. Say what you want about Frank Clark. We're going to talk about him today. But without Frank, there's there's things that just don't happen despite what he was getting paid. Always making sure to, you know, pay Kelsey at the right moment, asking him if he wants to, you know, get a, a pay bump or a pay increase, I should say. But, you know, doing a lot of conversions, getting Chris Jones paid at the right time. You know, he, he's been doing a lot of things, retooling. That's the biggest thing that he does for the team is he retools. And it, it's going to look like we're probably going to be retooling again in some areas. And that that's okay because we've done it before. We've been doing it. And we keep staying successful because you still got 15. You still got Andy Reid. You still have Travis Kelsey. And do you have a GM that is willing to make the moves? All right. So, obviously, we're going to start off with they didn't, They decided that they're not going to tag Orlando Brown. Um, what does that mean? So, that means they obviously are not going to be slated to pay that guaranteed money with, with the tag. And two... This does give Orlando Brown flexibility to go out and seek to look at free agency. This also still gives the Kansas City Chiefs time to get a deal done with him. They have time. Unless a deal comes into place, you know, already before us. Because if he takes a deal somewhere else, it, it won't matter. Because, you know, you didn't tag him or anything like that. 
I was initially upset that they didn't tag him because I was like, okay, well, if you're going to decide not to tag him, then, you know, if he walks, if he goes and takes another contract, we, we get nothing out of it. There's no, I mean, there may be a compensatory comp pick out of it. I, 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 I don't know how all that works. I have to look really into it. I forget. Well, at least I forget how it works, but it gives, it, it doesn't give you anything out of it other than the fact that you just weren't locked in a long-term contract with Orlando Brown. And maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that's what Brett Veach feels at the moment. I don't know. It still gives them time. Like I said, to get a deal done. I personally, I want to solidify the offensive line. That's me. I know some people are against that. You know, I'm here's what I, here's where I'm at. I'm not for paying Orlando Brown top of the market left tackle money if that's what he's looking for I'm definitely out because it's clear that Brett Veach has a line and that's that's his line he's not going to go above that and I respect that I love that about him because he knows that in order for this team to stay competitive you cannot have so many high paying contracts all around now you also have to understand that the left tackle position is the second highest paid position in the in the NFL. And they get a lot of money. They get a lot of money. Or at least it's I don't know if it's still considered the second highest paid. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't I on I think maybe I don't know. Maybe it's changed. At least it's the more the second most valuable position in the NFL because you're blocking the you're blocking the damn blind side of, of the quarterback. And obviously with 15, that's that's extremely important. So what does this leave you? This leaves you, if he signs a deal somewhere else, you're stuck with, you know, maybe asking Lucas Niang to be your left tackle. Or, you know, or you're going to look into the draft. And we're going to talk about draft prospects and the guys that I liked seeing from the combine this past weekend. There are some guys now, in my personal opinion, those guys m- might be top 15 picks. I could be wrong, but I also could be definitely right because of how well they they did in the combine. So if you're going, in my personal opinion, the day one starter left tackles in the draft, if you're going to go that route, they are top 15 picks and you're going to have to trade up for. And... Are we go- are we going to trade up? I mean, I'm not saying that we can't because we traded up to get McDuffie. We traded up to get it was a bad pick, but we traded up to get uh, Breland Speaks. We traded up to get Mahomes, obviously. So we have traded up to get players. It it happened, you know. It it's happened before, but I don't think it's really happened to this magnitude to the point where we we this is a top player that we really 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 need. Obviously, drafting McDuffie was important, but, I mean, you got value out of a fourth rounder and a seventh rounder as well. So, um, McDuffie obviously was an amazing pick, but, again, I I just think this is going to be very interesting how, how, it, how it plays out. Like I said, in Veach we trust. I'm happy that they did not overpay him. I hope that maybe, maybe a deal does get done because there's still time. I, I, I'm also thinking that maybe since a tag wasn't done, maybe Brett Veach had conversations with a lot of GMs over the weekend and said, Hey, what, what would you give me? What would you give me for Orlando Brown? Just in, you know, for, you know, you're obviously going to have to pay them. They're going to have to pay them. And I think that's the kicker. 
teams aren't going to give you good compensation knowing damn well they got to pay the they got to pay the player. So, you know, it's 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 one it's one of those things that if if it's going to happen, you would have tagged them. And I honestly think that's what happened. And maybe Brett again, maybe they saw someone they liked this weekend. And who knows if that's a left tackle, who knows if that's a right tackle. Because as of right now, we we have no tackles. I mean, we do. We have some, but they're not. Obviously, you don't want them to be the starters. Um, Andrew Wiley's a free agent, and with Orlando Brown not signing the tag, he's set to you know obviously hit free agency. Um, if they do get a deal done, it may be because he wasn't getting what he was looking for. But you know what though, I I keep saying this. If you look out, if you or look out, if you look at the top free agents right now, Orlando Brown's like the top one. I mean, when it comes to tackles, he is the top free agent. He's better than Taylor Luan. I don't know why people keep saying bring him in. Taylor Luan has not played a healthy, full healthy season since 2018 or 2019, I should say. Actually, no, it was 2018 because in 19 he did miss beginning of the year. So he has not played a full healthy season since 2018, and I'm sorry. I'm not – he's in his upper 30s – or he's not upper 30s. He's in his early 30s. I, I'm not going to – he's going to probably want a decent contract. I'm not going to pay him a decent contract. And I and he's not going to guarantee me games. I, I can't – I can't guarantee – I know he has all pros. I know he was great in his earlier years. He's a, He was a great left tackle, but he's not – he's just not good anymore. I mean – if we're moving on from players because they get hurt all the time, why are we going to bring in another player that gets hurt in all the time? It doesn't make any sense. And I heard trade for Bakhtiari. I'm sorry. The Packers are going to probably want a first round pick for him. And I just, I'm not willing to give a first round pick for a 30 year old tackle anymore. You had your chance when you, you know, to do it for Trent Williams. I, I think when, I think when it was that time for Trent Williams, then, you know, it's been two, it's been two seasons. So he's aged two more years and I, I just, I'm not going to give up a lot for him either. It, it would have been nice to get him then, but it just, it just can't happen now. Um, and Laramie Tunsil, I, I don't know if the Texans want to trade him. I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe they do, maybe they don't. It's going to come down to, you know, what would they want for him as well? Because you're going to have to, if you want a top tackle in this league, you're going to have to trade for one. If you want to sign, if you want to sign one in free agency, they're not going to be as good as Orlando Brown. So honestly, right now, my personal opinion, it's either hope that Orlando Brown doesn't get the market that he was looking for. And he comes back and signs a decent deal with you. The deal that you're willing to give him only and you draft a right tackle in in, uh, in the draft, or you or you let you let um you let Orlando walk. You 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 resign Andrew Wiley to a cheap deal because you know he's going to take one. Um, and then you dra- you trade up into the top fifteen to get your your left tackle for the future, because those are the only tackles that I want to be a day one starter. Anyone else, it's going to be a risk. It's going to be a development. And 
it's it's more of a heavier right tackle class than it is anyways. And that's why I think the guys that they're looking at are probably more right tackles than anything. So who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, in Veach we trust, Chiefs Kingdom, don't freak out. I understand this is a lot to you know worry about, but just don't freak out. He's going to figure out what's best for the team when it comes to the tackle position. He's not going to let this team go into the season with no tackles. There will be two starting tackles you know, going into the 2023 season, obviously <laughs> there's got to be two starting tackles, but they're going to be, they're going to be the tackles that, you know, the, he obviously sees fit and the team is just fine with. I understand that the biggest crit, the critic right now is they don't, you know, you don't want to pay a guy that is requiring essentially chip help a lot. You know, it, it it wasn't all of the time. It wasn't every play, but there was a lot of plays. There was some times where he needed it. Um, and that does take away from a lot of things that you want to do on offense because you're you're asking for extra blockers, and they can't they can't always just block and release. They, you know, they have to essentially stay with the double teams and stay with the whams and stuff like that. So, who knows? All right, uh, next one. Um, is uh, they they obviously are planning to release Frank Clark. I you know I was here's here's what here's where I'm at. I was always team keep Frank as long as the 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 contract stays you know normal. You had to keep him in his guaranteed years because the 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 cutting was going to take so much money away from you. You had to keep him. This the this last year. Because he was going into his final year of his contract, because he signed a five-year term with us, um, or with the Chiefs. I shouldn't say us. I, that's because we're just fans at the end of the day. I know that we're we're part of the kingdom, but you know we're not a part of the you know legitimate office or anything like that. But um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you know the Chiefs signed a five-year deal with him. And he was going into that fifth year. It was a big cap hit, or it was a big payout. Obviously, he wasn't going to get that deal, and obviously, there wasn't going to be no restructure in place, which was probably at a very, very low percentage, anyways. Um, but just with where Frank was, I just you know, age wise, uh, already winning two Super Bowls with the team, already getting guaranteed money. I was just maybe thinking he probably was like, you know what? I've already set out to do what I want. I got paid. I got rings. Why not just stay in a winning situation regardless of how much I'm making and then keep doing, you know, and just keep trying to win. But that, you know, that does take away, you know, that takes away from rookies that need to develop, rookies that need to play more. You know, it does go to show you why maybe guys like, now he's always been injured, but the shit, the dude that we drafted in 2021, I can't even think of his name now. That just goes to show you that he doesn't play. He's always hurt. But you don't want to run into that risk. I was always the I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. I was always about, hey, if we're going to keep Frank for as many years he wants to stay with the team, he has to take a pay cut and he has to agree to a lesser snap percentage. Because Again, you cannot take away from guys that need to to play more. The younger the younger talent. Um, I just always loved his playoff energy. Obviously, I wish that he were he would have been able to break the playoff sack record in a Chiefs uniform. 
Um, that most that's obviously probably not going to happen um, unless his market unless his market's not good. He, unless he doesn't get the market that he wants and he comes back and resigns with Kansas City. That that very well can happen. Um, but there are teams I'm sure will be interested in him. I've seen the 49ers. I've seen Jaguars. Um, I've seen, I want to say I've seen like another team, but those are the two for sure teams that I have, uh, definitely seen, um, in, in this time. And with that being said, I'm, even if, if he does go, I'm always going to miss him. Like I said, his energy was amazing. The playoff, Frank, you just you you gotta love him. I mean, his energy, what he brought, always getting after the quarterback, stopping plays, stopping the run. I mean, just doing it all. And every time we won the AFC Championship, he was always you know running with that Chiefs flag at the end and planting it in the end zone. Did it every single time. Now I'm gonna miss that, but. I hope that he gets a good contract somewhere else. I, you know, it would have been nice to keep him around, but again, I have the ways, uh, the only reasons why I would want to keep him, um, or what I think the chiefs would, if they were to keep him, what I would do. Um, but I think he's going to get a contract deservingly somewhere else. Um, it does save up 21 million in the, uh, the cap, uh, and there is a de- seven million dead cap, but it is it was it is what it is. Um, with them not tagging Orlando Brown and them cutting Frank, they're gonna they have pretty much forty two million in cap space right now. So they have money, and there's going to be moves that are going to be made. There's a lot more moves to be done. Um, you just you just gotta trust the man. Gotta trust Brett Veach. Uh. Obviously, the tackle's number one priority, but Chris Jones most likely will be extended uh, just because you can make that first year cheap. And um, so you can make that first year cheap. And oh, Sorry, I just got a notification, free agency notification. Got to jot that down real quick. Um, but, yeah, you can make the first year cheap, push more money down the line. He's a top player. He's your guy on defense. You have to keep him. Uh, he wants to be a chief for life. I think they want him to be a chief for life. He's going to be in the Chiefs Hall of Fame. He's going to be a Hall of, Hall of Famer anyways, first ballot Hall of Famer in the NFL. But he's definitely going to be in the Chiefs Hall of Fame in the Ring of Honor. So I think that's what they want and what's most likely going to happen. But the tackle is a priority because you got to protect your you got to protect your quarterback. Got to protect fifteen. All right, um, this is kind of a funny rumor, a stupid rumor. Uh, Some insider was talking about how the Chiefs are really, you know, wanting Alan Lazard. Apparently someone said, uh, I don't know if it was within the organization or it was an insider. Excuse me, someone said that my nipples are hard for Lazard. And I was like, this this cannot be real. No one really said this. But, I mean, it's getting shared by some people. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I don't really care for Alan Lazard. It's, it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, the Green Bay Packers receivers are trying to leave him and come to us because they saw how successful uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out of here at Green Bay. This man, we saw Devontae leave, MVS left. Alan's like, I got to get out of here. And let we can let Christian Watson deal with all this bullshit up here, but 
Um, I, I, you know, hell, if it, if it does, if Alan Lazard does come in, over, it's I'm not signing him to no major deal. He's coming on like a one year incentive based deal like Juju did. Um, and and I've heard Juju's a top priority in their their list. They want to re-sign him too. So, a lot to be done by Brett Veach. Lot to be done. Um, shoot, 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 shoot. What was I looking for? All right. So some other free agency moves that's happened all around the league. Obviously, the biggest one that was this morning. Uh, Derek Carr signed with the New Orleans Saints. After, um, I guess that they had said that they weren't going to be trading them. And I, I think, honestly, I think Derek Carr said that just because he did not want to help the Raiders at all. He wasn't going to help the Raiders by getting giving them picks. He wanted to be released. Release, you're releasing me. You're not getting anything out of this. Now, I think there's a situation. Mm, no, I don't think that happens. I think that's only with trading. I'm not sure. Maybe if they release him and he signs, and then he does like a. I think if he has like a baller season, they get like we get like a comp. They get like a comp pick for that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's only involved with trading. I, like I said, I can't remember how that bullshit works. It's all bullshit at the end of the day. Um. What else? What else? Oh, so he signed a four-year deal. It was uh, 150 million with 100 guaranteed. That's kudos for him. He's pretty much probably the best quarterback in the NFC South. You know, he's pro- he's a top quarterback in the NFC right now. Um, but he's definitely the best in the NFC South. Brady's gone, and you're left with I don't even know PJ Walker with the or or gosh or who did they draft last year? Whoever the guy they drafted last year, Sam Howell. No, I think Sam Howell went to the Commanders. So I can't even remember who the damn Panthers drafted. That just goes to show you that they're all bums. And then the Saints got him. The Falcons are in quarterback lingo. I don't know how much they trust Desmond Ritter. Um, and then you're, you're who else are you left with? You're left with the uh, the Bucks and they're 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 without a quarterback. They have they 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 have Kyle Trask as their only guy on their team right now. So they're probably going to look into drafting somebody, or they may roll with him. Who knows? Uh, the Vikings they released Eric Kendricks. Uh, I have a buddy who's a Vikings fan. He did not see this coming. I don't know if they're trying to clean house. Maybe they need to free up some cap space. Uh, but he's one of those guys that, you know, linebacker got a good deal some odd years, probably about three or four years ago. Um, and just, you know, was a core guy for a while, but sometimes you got to make those moves. It's just part of the business. Um, Derek Henry could be traded. That's rumors that are going around right now for the Tennessee Titans. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're rebuilding. Honestly, I think they, they saw what they saw last year and they, they probably realized like, hey, you know, we have we drafted a receiver, we drafted a quarterback. We're not sure if we really trust that quarterback. And uh, who Traylon Burks is who they drafted. Traylon Burks is you know kind of was unhealthy for most of the year, so I I don't know what's going on. They also released Bud Dupree. They released Taylor Juan a week ago. They also released uh, what is it uh, Robert Woods. And if they're trying to trade Derrick Henry because of the you know his contract, I I completely understand. I mean they're they're trying to free up space. I they may end up releasing uh, Ryan Tannehill. That may be their next move here pretty soon. I it would not shock me. 
if they did i mean i don't know what their con his contract looks like or their dead the 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 dead cap would look but um i i think you know i think they're really rebuilding i've seen some titans fans claim they're they're retooling but i i think they're rebuilding i mean you guys didn't even make you guys uh yeah you guys didn't even make the playoffs last year so no you guys no um yeah cuz it was the wild card rounds was miami the bills yeah, yeah, they didn't even make the playoffs. Y'all lost to the fucking Jaguars and why you guys couldn't even get the playoffs. So, I don't know. I mean, they may even move on from Mike Vrabel. If they move on from him, then that's when you definitely know they're re, they're retooling. That'd be one guy I would love to bring in. If 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 Mike Vrabel, I I think I've said this before, but if Mike Vrabel were to go on, I, that'd be a guy that I would like to bring in either as a defensive assistant or if Spags was gone, then I would have him as a DC or maybe he could be Andy Reid's next head coach or the replacement. Who knows? I'm just talking shit at this point. Um, like I said, Bud Dupree also got released. Oh, so the new, uh, the, the free agency, uh, notification that I had said that just happened. Geno Smith got a new deal for the Seattle Seahawks. Three years, 105. After being the comeback player of the year, taking them to the playoffs, I think I think you know some people probably would say the Seahawks fucked up. They're paying. Why are you paying a thirty-two-year-old that money? Geno having another year on that offense, I think I think they could be a playoff team again. I think they could be another wild card team and maybe maybe possible try to be competitive in the NFC West. I mean, I don't see the Rams being competitive of all at all next year, um, despite them getting healthy again. Uh, I, you know, who knows on the, um, who knows on the 49ers, they're about to start paying guys and, and you know, probably dumping some guys. So who knows? Who knows how long that success is going to reign? Um, and then you know you're left with the Cardinals, and we all know they're probably going to be bottom of the barrel again. So that's just. You know, Geno Smith could really try to push to win that division next year, and I it would not shock me. All right, so there's going to be more free agency moves, obviously. Uh, NFL doesn't stop working. No one stops working. These GMs are working like crazy. Brett Veach is in Veach we trust Chiefs Kingdom. Always believe in him. Um, and here shortly in the next segment, I'm going to go over my top three favorite players per position in the Combine. Um, I know Veach was looking at a lot of these guys. Andy was looking at a lot of these guys. Um, you know, interviews. We saw a lot of players interviewing with uh, the Chiefs. Um, you know, a lot of guys. You know, obviously, we, you know, becoming, we were the super, reigning Super Bowl champions. You know, everybody watched Super Bowl. Everybody knows who the top of the mountain is. Everybody knows who they want to play for. Everybody would love to play for Andy Reid. Everybody would love to play with Matt Patrick Mahomes, whether you're defense or offense. You'd just love to play with that, be on the team. So a lot, a lot, a lot of moves are going to be made. Um, I don't know um, if if more free agency starts to happen. I don't know if I'm just going to drop an episode based off that. I you know as of right now, I know that the off season's a little bit different of how I'm doing things. So it may just be a weekly thing where you know we just might have to wait till the next episode or whatnot. I'm not gonna just do breaking news or bonus episodes. It's just the off season. Things are going to be slow now that the combine is done. Um, 
like I said, now the combine is done, it's, it's pretty much going to be kind of a, I mean, a dead period other than like the moves that are getting made. I mean, there's just no active like practice or anything like that, or we're not seeing any players, you know, playing or doing any type of movement, you know, and we won't see, um, anything obviously other than free agency, we won't see anything good until the draft. So it's, just going to come down to what happens in the next week or so with free agency. And then, so then we got the draft. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, when we get back, we're going to go into those top players uh, from the combine that I like. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? If you guys like this podcast and like what you're listening to, I want you guys to go ahead and give it a five-star rating and a good review. You can find this podcast on all your major audio platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, You guys can go ahead and follow the podcast only on Instagram, and that's at Kingdom Connect. And then you guys can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Big EKC. That's Big EKC. And like I said, go ahead and give this podcast a five-star rating and a really great review. I appreciate you all. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we're going to go ahead and talk about the top three players per position from this past combine, past weekend's combine that I actually liked watching and or enjoyed seeing. Um, I'm not, I don't really have time to go over like their measurables and like what they, you know, what they clocked in in their 40 times. Not every player actually did, um, uh, their 40 and some didn't even compete in some of the drills, uh, but a lot obviously got their measurements done. That was pretty much, uh, the main important thing. I think a lot of players are going to still do their pro days or most are going to rely on their pro days. Um, but we're going to go ahead and discuss those top three players, um, obviously with Orlando Brown, that whole situation, it's, 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 it's still kind of fishy. I, 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 here's what I personally think is going to happen when it comes to draft day. If they don't sign a deal with Orlando Brown, if that does not happen, if he signs somewhere else and they're left with no left tackle, I think they're going to trade up to get one in the, in the draft. You can try to bank on one at 31. I, I see a guy like Anton Harrison. I see a lot of people mocked, mocking him. I've mocked him at 31. He's a really good player. He's a really good left tackle. He could play both sides. Um, he played both in college, but he was he was a good left tackle. I would be okay with him, but I, I don't know. I, I still think he's one of those guys that would probably still need some development. I don't think he can be a come, come in just be a day one starter. Now I know we, Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher was a guy that came in and be, was a day one starter, and we took him. Basically, we took him one overall, but he got taken one overall because he was pretty much the best player or best kind of. I guess he was the best tackle in that draft for for the most part. But um, still, like it's one of those things that you know. I've I've said this. If you want the top players, you're probably most likely gonna have to trade up for, because that that's just usually how it goes. And I think the top tackles are gonna be the day the guys that I believe are day one starters who will come in and be day one starters. I think those are gonna be the top fifteen picks. And me personally, I think the top top left tackles are Broad Jones and um oh gosh, dude from uh. Paris Johnson from uh, Ohio State. 
I think those guys are the top left tackles, and I think those guys are going to obviously go top 15. Um, now, when I when I talk about this list, these are not players that I'm saying that I would draft. These are players that I really liked out of the combine this past weekend. We're going to start at quarterback, number one, Anthony Richardson. I think that's kind of a, a given. Um, I personally think that he could be – he could possibly be – I honestly think he could be uh, taken number one overall if the number one overall pick wasn't a team that – well, I guess currently it's the Bears, but they're going to trade out of that pick to most likely the Colts. I don't know if the Colts are going to win Anthony Richardson. I think he tested the best out of all quarterbacks. He obviously looked the best. Um, he's the best athlete by far. He's built the best. Um and obviously his tape shows, I you know, so I have him as my number one quarterback. Uh, number two would be Will Levis, and then I got three at C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud just did measurements. He didn't really compete in anything. Um, running backs, I'm going to go with B. John Robinson at number one, Jameer Gibbs at two, and then Evan Hall at three. All three of those players will be would get drafted very well. I, and obviously, I don't know if they're going to be first-round talent. B. John Robinson may. Um, but I don't see those other guys being first round, got first rounders, but, um, those are the guys I liked from this weekend. Wide receivers, number one, Quentin Johnson. It's a lot of guys, a lot of guys aren't high on him anymore. And I don't know why he's, he's, I, he reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald in a way, but it, I mean, I'm not saying that because of the dreads. I just think the way that they're built. Um, the way that he goes after the ball, I think that he's a little bit more athletic than Larry Fitzgerald, but I, I think the, like the way that they're, the ability that they're able to catch, um, the radius of when, or the, I should say the, uh, yeah, the radius of where they catch it at and just being able to, uh, you know, have the instincts. He has that, those instincts like, uh, Larry Fitzgerald did on the field, but I think he, you know, has that athleticism. I wouldn't say he's like a DK Metcalf athleticism, but, you know, he can jump. He's fast. Um, so I think whoever drafts Quentin Johnson is going to really love him. My guy's Jalen Hyatt. I really like Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Um, just obviously he's probably, you know, he could be top pick. He could be a second rounder. Who knows? I mean, he he really wasn't listed as the number one receiver at Tennessee in the beginning of the year until he just basically blasted, especially in that Alabama game. My third guy is Cedric Tillman. Uh, my tight ends, uh, Darnell Washington at one. You obviously all saw that one, uh, that, that one-handed catch. Sam Laporta at number two. Uh, he really had a real good uh, combine. Another guy who had a, a really good combine who really probably jumped up in boards was Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. Uh, he'd be a guy that I would love to have. He's he's huge. He's like six. He's like six seven, six eight. But he's he's huge and he can block too. But again, I'm not I'm not sinking a top 100 pick into a, a tight end uh, that is mainly going to be used for blocking. It's just not going to happen. All right, now uh, my tackles uh, for um, my top my top tackles are Broderick Jones, Blake, Blake Freeland. And, um, and, uh, gosh, Paris Johnson. Now I, I did like Darnell Wright. He'd be, you know, he'd be a guy I'd love at 31, but he's a right tackle. He's a guy that you'd be replacing with Wiley. 
And right now the question is, you know, what's going to happen with Orlando Brown? What's going to happen with the left tackle side? So this may change up some things where they may not be aiming right tackle in the draft. They could still get one. I mean, they can draft one in later rounds. Uh, the Seahawks, they got their their booking tackles. They drafted their number one guy at left tackle in the, the top rounds. And then they drafted their, their other guy in like the third or fourth round. Um, so, I mean, it, it very well – you know, could be a situation where we get our left tackle, we trade up for our left tackle, and then we get a nab a right tackle later on in the draft. It could very well happen. Not saying it's going to happen. They still can sign Orlando. Uh, but me personally, I, I don't really want a left tackle at 31. I would rather trade up for one. Or, or if you are going to try to draft the tackle at uh, 31, then I would probably be – I'd probably go for the right tackles. And Darnell Wright's pretty much the one of the top right tackles. Blake Freeland, he's a guy who could play both sides. Um, he's a right. He, he, I think he played right though in at Kentucky. Um, he had some snaps at left, but I think he played a lot of uh, right tackle. And if it's a situation where you know if we do resign Orlando, Blake Freeland, he's a BYU guy. It would not surprise me with him either. And Andy Reid loves his BYU guys. Um, but Broad Jones, Blake Freeland, and uh, Paris Johnson were my guys. I'll kind of give an honorable mention to Darnell Wright, though. My interior offensive lineman, I got John Gaines, uh, Jordan McFadden, and Matthew Bergeron. Uh, Peter Skaronsky, he was actually, you know, he was a tackle in college, but at Northwestern, but they've, they've slated him to be pretty much a guard they've said that he's going to be a guard in the nfl just based off his measurables because uh, he was a pretty small like built tackle like almost kind of i wouldn't say like eric fisher small but he was you know he was built you know built just a little you know smaller uh so they're gonna they're gonna put him probably at guard uh whenever he gets drafted but he could be you know he could be a first round guard you never know or it could be you know at least he's gonna be top 100 i know he's gonna be top 100 all right, uh, over on the uh, defense side, we're going to start with uh, the safeties. Quan Martin, uh, I forget what school he came out of. I, yeah, Let me see what school Quan Martin came out of real quick. I forget. I wanted to say Alabama, but I could be wrong on that. That's Brian Branch, and he's more of a – Was he Syracuse? No, he wasn't Syracuse. No, that wasn't. Illinois. Illinois. Yep, that's who it was. Jartavius Quan Martin, safety from Illinois. He's really good. He's my number one guy. I had Sidney Brown, actually, as my number one guy originally, but Quan Martin really impressed me. Sidney Brown, though, I've mocked him a few times. I would not mind him having him as a Thornhill replacement. You can have – I can see a situation where, you know, you probably have Reed play his role or maybe Reed slates over into Thornhill's role, uh, have Cook take um, – or, you know what, I'll take that back. You have Cook even take uh, Thornhill's role as well, um, and then you could have Sidney Brown maybe play more downhill in one of the boxes. He's built a little bit more heavier. Uh, he could play deep, though. I mean, if you look at his tape, he's fast. He's explosive. Um, he could play all around. But I, 
I can see I could see this team drafting a Sidney Brown. It wouldn't it would not shock me. He has a twin brother, Chase Brown, uh, who's a running back. But Sidney Brown, I really really loved his uh, combine as well. Jamie Robinson, uh, he was really impressive. Uh, corners, you got Christian Gonzalez as the pretty much the number one cornerback coming out of this draft. Uh, he's just the most more fluid, uh, just you know built built right for that position. Plays boundary mostly. Uh, Brian Branch uh, out of Alabama, he could play outside and nickelback. Uh, mainly, mainly uh, he I think he played a lot of that nickel though in uh, uh, Saban's defense because you know Saban runs that cover nine. Uh, which is more of a, a funkier way of cover six, but they just they have they have more guys just doing more clouded rotations and their coverages, um, and you know certain drops. But um, I think Brian Branch will uh, will be a good nickel. Uh, probably you know he could even play boundary some, but I, I don't see him being a, a top. He's not gonna be like a top. Uh, you know, first rounder because first I mean, they just don't want to sink that into like nickelbacks. It's just you just don't want to do it. Um, DJ Turner, uh, he was really good. He played a lot of nickel as well. Um, it would not surprise me if. <sighs> Sorry, guys, I'm having some technical difficulties. Real quick. Sorry, I lost my cornerbacks. I need to pull that back up. Kelly Ringo was really impressive, but um, I don't know. I just I, I feel like you know he could be a top pick still, but I I I liked DJ Turner a little bit more. He came out of Michigan. He's a nickelback. And not because I don't like Kelly Ringo. I just wanted to be a little bit more uh, versatile in my picks. I picked a guy who was a straight corner. I picked a guy who was a nickel slash corner. And then a guy who was just a straight nickel. So, um, if I, you know, Kelly Ringo is probably number one in a lot of people's books. I probably would take Kelly Ringo if Christian Gonzalez, if I, if I had the opportunity to. Or if we had the opportunity to, I would definitely love for you know them to take guys like that. But we don't. Cornerback is not someone I don't think is a position that they're really really looking for at this moment, uh, just because of you know the guys that you you took last year. But those are those are top guys that I would like. Uh, a guy like Christian Gonzalez, a, a DJ Turner, or um, a, you know a guy like uh, Brian Branch. Those are top guys that I really enjoyed seeing in the combine. Uh, but Kelly Ringo is another top guy out there as well. All right, let's go over to the inside linebackers or off-ball linebackers. You got Drew Sanders. Uh, and you got Trent, Trenton Simpson out of uh, Clemson. He was really good. Um, he, he, he had uh, Diane Hensley. Di- I don't think I'm saying that right, but – those guys were really standouts in the um, in the combine this weekend. There was also Jack Jew. My goodness, what was his name? Oh shoot! This is what happens when you forget to 
Jack Campbell out of Iowa. I knew it was Jack something. He had a really impressive, uh, um, impressive combine as well. <clears throat> All right, edge outside linebackers. Um, those edges. I got uh, Will Anderson at number one. He obviously. Uh, I don't don't know if he did any measurements. I don't know if he, I don't think he, I think he just did his measurements. I don't know if he ran a 40. I don't think he did at all. Or maybe he did. He did run his 40. I'm tripping. Yeah, he went with the linebackers. I forget he didn't go with the defensive line. He ran a 4-6. Uh, he's going to be a true, he's a true outside linebacker. So, uh, I got him with my edge pass rushers, um, and then I got uh, William McDonald. He's really good. I, he's good, and I, it, it came down to you know him or Byron Young at my number three spot. Uh, but I just went ahead and went with Byron Young. Um, I got Nolan Smith at number two. Nolan Smith was just a freak athlete. Whoever takes Nolan Smith's going to be very very lucky to have him. I think his combine got him got his draft stock, you know, really up. Uh, but I took Will, Will Anderson, Nolan Smith, Byron Young, um, and then my uh, edge defensive ends. Um, this is a guy that, you know, his based off his build, his his combine times, and I'm going to screw his name his names up. But uh, Edetumami, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say his last name. Edubare, I think is how you say it. But – he is my number one guy I would take as a edge defensive end, even though he's pretty built to kind of play inside outside, uh, almost kind of like built like Tershawn Wharton, if you if you ask me. Uh, but I think he he can he can come in if we took a guy like that. I I would not mind, but I would not take him in the first round. I think he's I think he's gonna creep in and be like a um, a mid a mid second. Uh, you know, you could probably get him at like a like pick 60, 62, 63 with one of those picks. Um, but I, I I would not take or late second, I should say. But I would not, you know, take him in the first round if you were going that route. But he had a very, very impressive um, camp. And I think he's actually out of uh, I think he's out of KC, too. I think he went to Ruskin. Um he uh well he went to Northwestern in college but I think he's from the KC area I believe, um, and you got Lucas Van Ness he had an impressive uh, combine definitely Spags guy if you look all over look all over it I would love to take a Lucas Van Ness but he could be a guy that we may have to trade up for who who honestly knows um, then you got um, Felix and a uh, Duki out of uh, out of uh, K State. Uh, who also is a Kansas City guy, went to Lee Summit High School uh, from my parts, from the suburbs out of KC. But um, Felix, he was a very impressive. I would love him. But, you know, again, I think he's a guy that's going to be a mid-second rounder to late-second rounder. Uh, but he definitely has a Spags build. I just, uh, you know, he's he just he, – he, he's not – he's explosive, but there are moments where – you know, you just kind of you just see him lose it, you know. And I I saw that at times watching K State this year, 
Um, and there was moments where I didn't really like how they were using him. They were trying to make him line. They were having him line up sometimes inside. I don't think he has that great versatility. I think he's more of an outside guy. Keep him there. So, um, all right, let's go over the DTs running out of time here. Uh, the true DTs, um, Jalen Carter would have been number one, but due to the situation that he's in, uh, he didn't really, he didn't do anything in the combine wise. I, I don't think he, I don't, I don't know if he, yeah, I don't think he ran his, ran his time or did in his measurables, but, or he did his measurements, but he, you know, had to deal with all that shit. Uh, but I got miles true. Well, my list, Jay, like I said, Jalen Carter would have been number one, but my list that I have down is, uh, miles Murphy at one, even though he's still listed as an edge. I think he's built like a DT, uh, could play inside outside versatility. Brian Brees guy who's truly a defensive tackle is going to be really good in this league. Um, and then you got a guy like KJ Cansey, who's pretty much a true, uh, kind of, you know, big body defensive tackle that you really can stop the run of those earlier downs. So. All right, that was my list of players that I really liked from the Combine. Like I said, I didn't really have time to go over their measurables or their 40. You guys can track that on your own. But there's going to be a lot of mock mock drafts that are going to be coming within the next few weeks. Uh, you know, the 1.0s, 1.5, 2.0s. So that's the time to do it because the draft isn't until late April. We got time. We got all this month of pretty much free agency BS. And then we're going to go into uh, draft or, you know, obviously the month of the draft. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot has happened so far. Chiefs kingdom. Don't, don't be alarmed. Don't, don't be sad. I know, I know the shark losing him. That sucks. You lost a player that, you know, we all adored, especially in the playoffs. Um, but you know, business is business and you know, you, you got to trust the man. I, I keep saying it. I keep saying it. We still have Patrick Mahomes. We still have Andy Reid. That's all that matters. Brett Veach is going to make the right moves. I believe that. We always got to say the words, the four words in Veach, we trust. And with that being said, the connect is always real.